0: Welcome and running it straight for another Wednesday, 28th of June, and it's great to have you listening on ECNZ as well as on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can text us anytime, double eight double three, or if you want to leave a comment on the YouTube channel, we will get to that as well. Lots to get through between now and 3 o'clock. We are going to chat with uh, Warriors half Luke Metcalf. It's going to be good having him on. Around about 2.30, he's, uh, he's tied up with an appointment today, and when he said an appointment, I thought maybe it's him and Dallin going for a haircut I don't know we'll find out at 2.30 um, but we're going to talk a, a lot about this weekend's game or this Friday's game between the Rabbitohs at Go Smarts Mount Smart game you got something about Dallin's hair haven't you what do you mean you're always talking about it yeah I mean did you see um, did you see Paul Gallon sniffing it on the weekend <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if that was me on the sideline I'll, I'll ask Steph to do that on Friday Steph's going to do sideline I might get him to just have a sniff himself and just relay that back to the commentary box just to help me paint a bit more of a picture um, yeah, Kempi.
1: No, oh, no don't worry these pictures I've got loads of pictures yeah, um, that's, that sounds dodgier than it is
0: uh, so text us uh, any questions that you have for Luke Metcalf um, we will talk heaps about the, the game on Friday between the Rabbitohs and the Warriors uh, Kempe and I are also just going to talk through uh, what's going on in the NRL this week we could probably do this every Wednesday but I feel like this Wednesday in particular there's a lot to get through through Reese Walsh, Ben Hunt, Manly, all their signings and everything else that's going on. Um- Four and a half, or four, over four hours, that judiciary last night, Kempi, for Reese Rid- Ridiculous,
1: wife. absolutely ridiculous. You know what I mean? And I read, I read an article that he paid to get someone down there. It was, it was like the A. J. Simpson case. Yeah, you know, to bring yeah. Had to bring someone in that was used to uh, getting players off and made it worse. You know what it sounded like to me after reading all the, the transcripts? It mm. sounded like uh, three boys had been on detention yeah. and had on and their way to, to see the on the way to see the principal yeah. had made this story up, and none of them had. <laughs> the story, right?
0: No, and David Fafita, poor David Fafita, when he was asked for his uh, his testimony, uh, butchered it and said he was talking to the <laughs> yes. rest and then they're like, excuse me? He's like,
1: I mean, uh, Patty. He was talking <laughs> to Patty. It um, was all... There's always one guy that gets the story wrong, mate. Yeah. You know? So, um, look, I, to be brutally honest, I, I thought he got off really light. I thought uh, when I no, heard of course it, he did. I was watching watching the game when I heard the the footage. But there was the it was the two shot, the one with the full shot, which saw him yeah. walking towards, um, I think it was Fledger that put his hand out and caught, caught him in the face. Uh, the, the referee caught Fledger in the face when he was trying to push him away. Yeah. And he was aiming the content directly at the referee. I thought... Well, there's no way you can argue with that. So, well,
0: I the funny thing is, I'm not, and I, we were going to get into this shortly. The, uh, the Once I heard the, the Reese Walsh story, and the story was that um, Paddy Carrigan came up to him and said, um, calm your brain down, with a few expletives, calm your brain down, Reese, because the, if you remember the play, Cobo dances across field, goes through a hole, and Reese is flying up into the line, gets called for obstruction. Paddy Kerrigan is coming. Just slow your brain, Reese. You, you know you're doing a million things at once. And when he says that, Reese's thing is that he says to Paddy Kerrigan, "What the what the f do you mean c word?" Um, and then the ref blows the whistle, and Reese runs up to him and says, "I was talking to Paddy. I was talking to Patrick." That's what he says straight away. I actually buy that, Kimpy. When you watch the footage, I actually think that makes sense. Regardless of that, though, you cannot say that anywhere near a referee when he's just made a penalty call because you're asking for trouble and he gets done for contrary conduct, which I think he should have. So, but an, isn't there a bigger issue here as well that if Reece Walsh was talking to Paddy Kerrigan, I think he has a problem at the moment with the way he talks to his teammates. You see when Brisbane give up tries and he runs over to his teammates and he sprays them. And this is a 20-year-old 20, 20 where there's a lot, lot more senior guys in the team. I just think there's a bigger issue here about how Reece Wolf conducts himself on a, on a rugby league fair. I,
1: I, I think, you know, the, the no dickheads policy. Yeah. I think that, I think this runs through. I think I think Melbourne, you know, you got to think about Craig Bellamy. How do you think Craig Bellamy would handle this? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That, that's the first thing. I yeah. think the second thing is you have to go back, probably eight to ten months to the side on the sideline at the Warriors in the last game when he was running up and down the sideline yelling up at the coach's box to Stacey to put me back on.
0: Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. The yeah. no dickhead policy. Yeah, yeah. is is going on is he gonna, got He's got
0: the walkie-talkie, didn't he? He's, he's going to
1: bring Brisbane down. Yeah, you know, and you know we don't have that problem at the Warriors at the moment. Imagine if Reece Walsh was in there at the moment doing all this sort of stuff and causing. Um, this type of panic within a within a team i'll tell you right now a suspension is going to cost a team in in the top 8 hmm. You know, there's a there's a there's a story coming out this week. We we're talking to Sean Edwards, um, great Wigan player, played over 400 games and, and for Great Britain, but has been doing coaching and rugby union. And he's and he's dead right. He after the after this the Super Final on the weekend, he said he basically said teams that don't have players on the football field, it's going to cost them. Mm. Now that type of whether it's talking to the referee, talking to Paddy Kerrigan, and getting David Fafita's story wrong, it's not something new, and. I think that if he doesn't take this as what it should be, as a warning shot across his bow to say, pull your head in, I don't think he's going to reach the heights that everyone's um, talking about. With with Reese Walsh if he can't if he can't keep a lid on it. Yeah. You know, you just don't you just don't do that. I, so, look, I think you take the three weeks. One
0: hundred percent. Yeah, he's gone off very lightly there. So what if you're if you're Kevy Walters or if you're some of those senior players, what are you what are you doing with Reese Walsh?
1: Well, you've got to you've got to have that policy. You've got to have you've got to have that policy within your club that you're part of the team. No one there's no there's no one bigger than so, the team. So,
0: so do you think Kevy should maybe just drop him for an extra week? Just say your suspension's three, but I'm actually gonna give you a fourth from a team as a team suspension?
1: No, no, but I do think what he will do, Kevy, is that if that happens again, you'll, you'll get you can go back and you can play in, yeah, um, in, this, Wales, in Trust Cup, yeah, in Queensland Cup. You know what I mean? I think that, and that would re- that would actually hurt more than being dropped. So you know, the 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 part that I don't like about this, Sam, is that he puts himself above everything, and on the back of what happened to Luai, So he's come out after the Luai... um, um. You know the, the yeah, tweet, yeah. Yep. and then he's he's portraying holding the jersey and all this sort of stuff. Uh, uh, the the word arrogance has been used quite a lot. Well, I've got to tend to agree. I've got to tend to agree. No,
0: there is hundred percent there's an air of arrogance about him, which which rubs people up the wrong way. And he's only twenty years only twenty years old. It's the way he carries on because he's a phenomenally talented player, and everyone knew this, and and we knew it when he left the Warriors. You know, he was going to excel in Brisbane, but he makes it hard to get him behind him sometimes given how he acts on the field which at sometimes is childish um very interesting who plays number one for Queensland then
1: oh do you do you, do you listen to the the media saying that Ponga's is not going to be chosen well the, the argument is that Brimson was the 18th man and he's
0: in the setup so Scott
1: Scotty drinkwaters not from
0: Queensland he
1: is he is
0: well at the moment I think he's he's yeah one of the informed players um I mean for me I'd say Ponga because of the experience he's played Origin before. I, I,
1: I, can't, I can't see how they would leave Ponga out, but you know if, if they've written him off for the whole series because he's asked to be left out for the whole series, I think Billy Slater's that type of bloke we say, okay, well we won't even we won't even yeah, explore yeah, that
0: Yeah, I that think part. so. Yeah, I think so. So maybe maybe Brimson, you know, that and it's game three and they've already won, so maybe it's just a but matter of. Dribboard has
1: been on fire. If you're picking, a, if you if you stick with Billy's policy and you're picking players who are playing in the form, you know, you have, look ever look at how, how well Fido's gone, the Hammer. Yep. since he's been in the He's arguably been their best player across the across the two games. You've got, you've got to say that Drinkwater over the past month has been a form player of the fullback in the, in the Queensland competition. Now, Drinkwater,
0: I've just been looking up actually as a New South Wales boys champion Oh, New there South you North go. Well,
1: he's ain't play- played. He played for, for uh, Terrigal Sharks. Uh, yep, down the central coast.
0: Yeah, so he, he's out for Queensland. But, you know, hey, New South Wales might be looking for a number one as well. Um, Let's move on. You've got to uh, text us at double eight double three or drop a comment in the um, in the YouTube stream. I see you all in there as well, so welcome in. And uh, here's something for you. Sold out game on Friday night against the Rabbitohs. Everyone's wanting tickets. No one can get them, Kimpy. It is the hottest ticket in town. we got four tickets to give away. That's so good. all you got to do is ring 0800-37-GO-WARRIORS. This is our Warriors voicemail. Just leave a voicemail telling us why you're the number one fan. It could be 10 seconds, it could be a minute, right? Not only will you go into the draw to win that big trip over to Aussie and all the, the freebies that go with it, phones, et cetera, you'll also go into the draw this afternoon to win four tickets to Friday's game. And you've only got you know, like 40 minutes to do it. So um, the pool won't be as big as you might think. 0800 hundred three seven. Go Warriors text story coming in here on 8883. Uh, let's quickly talk about uh, the Ben Hunt situation. So uh, asked for a release from the Dragons. We all know that well publicised. The Dragons have come out and said, uh, no, nah, you've got to stick it through to the end of 2023. Creates a whole interesting dynamic because part of you says great um, a club sticking up for a contract, telling him to, to you know, um, put your money where your mouth is. But then on the other hand, you now have a senior player in your club who doesn't want to be there and you're asking him to play another 10 games. So a very awkward situation for the Dragons and for Ben Hunt.
1: Well, the, a very awkward situation for the NRL. You know? So the NRL basically got what pander to players again where players are signing contracts. Clubs are trying to sign players on on these contracts and um, then all of a sudden with 10 games to go, they can say, well, I want out. You know, and I want the NRL to let me let me go out and pleading to the NRL to make make this happen. The salary cap issue, like, does he go because of the salary cap issue? Well, you know, the salary cap needs to be looked at. How can how can someone like Brisbane, and this is what I can't work out, how can someone like Brisbane afford Ben Hunt? Like, Ben Hunt is St. George's marquee player. Yep, he's a million, and, million dollars. And pro, and pro rata it or whatever you want to do, but yeah. how can you afford Ben Hunt? And then he says he doesn't want to play hook, he wants to play halfback, but he wants to play hooker for Queensland. <laughs> yeah, it's... And he's not going to end up at halfback at the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah, it's silly. So there's so many um, negatives in and around the story regarding Ben Hunt. Um, for me, if I you know, I've put my, my, my boots on and my shoes and St. George's shoes, I'd be just saying no. On a contract. You're signed here to play for us, you play for us. If he doesn't want to play, you play second grade. But do you not think it's going to affect them on the field? It don't, it don't affect him on the field if he's playing second grade, and the players, for instance, they, the, yeah, you know, again, you're talking about building culture. You know what they need at the moment. They don't, that club doesn't need a panda to Ben Hunt. Yeah, that's true. And this is where this is where it gets my my back up is when players and people think that they're bigger than than the club or they're bigger than the game. Yeah, mate. Ben Hunt, he's 33. He's on he's on the to the twilight of his career. Yes, he's a very good Origin player. He's carrying on as if he's the best player in the world <laughs> and needs to move. And he's asking the NRL to do. It. Mm. And if I was St. George is saying you honor your contract. You know what I mean? We paid you, we're the ones that took a punt on you. Um, we're the ones that give you what you wanted. Now you deliver for us. Um and and if the NRL go back on on St. George, where does that leave the rest of the rest of the clubs? Because that's what I would be I would be saying as a CEO, what happens to us when when let's say Reese Walsh he, he blows up next time and he does get thrown a second grade? Yeah. And he says, I want out. So I know you've uh, well. I
0: think you're you're a big fan of open like salary, right? Like letting everyone know what everyone gets paid. You're a fan, one hundred percent. Yeah, so am I because I feel not only does it add an extra element to the fans, right? And I always compare it to NFL, NBA, NHL in America where all the salaries are public. You can see how much team, how much cap a team has left to spend. It creates a whole nother discussion around. Okay, if we get rid of him, we've got enough for that guy, and we could get that person. This person's off, call, we could sign him for this much. Whole different conversation around the sport, right? I'll t- I'll t- but t- not, but not only that. You're also allowing the fans to be able to, I don't know. It's it's more transparency in the sport, isn't it? Knowing how much these players are on, so that you're not left suspicious and spreading rumour about you know the roosters and the sombrero. You know what I mean? I don't know. I've I've always been a big fan of
1: of making those salaries public. I tell you one thing. It I tell you one thing. It does overnight is it shifts the power from the managers. Who basically run the game? Yeah, you know what I mean. So already you've got you've got talk about you know uh, coach. So co- for instance, so a coach who signed to a manager along with a, a stable of players, mm. and we saw that with with Kearney and Moses here at the Warriors. You know, under Anna Sullivan, they all come in, they bring the whole stable over. You know, transparency cuts all that out. You know, and and you can and you see see the thing with so a conversation with a player manager can simply go like this, all right? And you can go, oh, well they, this club wants you, that club doesn't want you. Mm. How do you know? You know what I mean? Off. So I'm not just talking about make it transparent when you sign. Make all the offers transparent. So you know when you're watching the NFL and the NBA, yeah. And they say, well, here's Minnesota. They're coming in for this player, and they yeah. and they made an offer for ten years with a guaranteed payout and yeah. a buyout at the back end of it, yeah. Now, you can't argue with that. So players are going, well, it's right there in front of me. My manager's got that. He's told me exactly what that is. Now let's see what the market is. At the moment, what you've got is you've got a bunch of player managers that are manipulating the NRL so that they can move players around. And if you really think about it, so if you really think about it, they actually own the competition. So they can move Ben Hunt to wherever they want or they can move Reese Walsh to wherever they want. Because Reese Walsh doesn't know who's offering what and no one knows what the offers are. It's an
0: issue. Mm, 100%. Well, speaking of uh, player movements and signings, and I'm conscious we do have to move on quickly, and we do want to talk about Warriors Rabbitohs this Friday. Lots of texts coming in as well in 8833. Just quickly, Luke Brooks to uh, Manly, which uh, got announced earlier this week. It is a three-year, four-year? Three-year, isn't it?
1: Three years. Three years there, along with Talal. That's uh, Wooly Talal's son. Uh, Who
0: I personally think has been having a terrible season in twenty twenty three
1: from Sydney. That was a a real surprise for me because I thought he's been going all right in a a very poor Sydney City side. So Luke Brooks. So just quickly, because we do
0: have to take a break. Just quickly, Luke Brooks, too manly. Where do you? How do you value Luke Brooks? Because personally, I don't think he's done anything in the NRL. But the argument is that he's in a very, very poor team. He's one of the most criticised players in the NRL. Does playing alongside DCE turn Luke Brooks into the superstar that some people think he is?
1: Well. Well, at five eight yeah no well don't think he's a five eight okay you know what I mean I think he's I think he's an out out seven I think if they bought manly I think I think there's a couple of things that you need to need to sort of consider here one is does where's Daily Cherry Evans going or right, and he is at the Twilight um part of the year this is probably his last origin series mm-hmm. and the second thing is what did the Tigers actually say to Luke Brooks because I think um, Luke Brooks is pushed okay maybe. Well, it does make sense that well, they've got, they got no, money, they got they've to s- no one. Well, to back him? have got him, Why would no you get? get rid of him? Yes, but they might have needed the salary cap to get uh, someone. Okay. So, well, I'm, he is
0: on a million bucks, which does baffle me. Well, yeah, mate. And he's on, he's on, he's so, so on again, and we'll to give me on idea. Again,
1: we'll go back to the, the conversation. Ben Hunt asked for a release. Do you think that there's another halfback who, who's just been offered probably twice as what he, what he what he's on? To, to wait to ask for the release so he can go to yeah, yeah, I see. And that's the thing, it's all behind closed doors, which makes... I mean, transparency, and that's like a...
0: Go back to the American sports because the transparency in those sports is what generates so much conversation. I said to staff today, um, Kimpy. Most of the conversations we have on air about the NRL isn't about what's going on on the field. It's all the stuff out of it, which what makes the NRL such a good product. It could go to another level if we just opened up a little bit of that door to, to like well, there's you said, so, there's so much and, more. And, there's so
1: much more conversation, Sam. There's more TV programs around it. There's more media around it. There's more opportunities to promote your players, to bring them in. You know, you've got combines, camps, you know, they're talking about... You know, all sorts of all sorts of avenues where they can, they can, um, especially in this digital age, create more more content. Uh, look, I don't think it's too far away. Seriously, I don't think it's too far away. I think eventually, and I'm always, I've always been the way. Like, I don't begrudge anyone getting what they got when they were playing. I've always been the way. Well, why didn't players know what I was getting?
0: Because
1: mm. some players would tell me what they were on, and I'm saying, man, who's your manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like seriously, How don't you, you know that? your
0: value? Um, just quickly, a message here from James on the uh, YouTube stream says, uh, "Leave drink for dr- leave drink water out of your mouth, Kimpy." He's in my fantasy team and playing very well.
1: <laughs> Is that, <for> Mark? <laughs> Did that come uh, up from Mark? from Mark
0: James who <laughs> wants him in his fantasy team. We got to take a short break. Lots of texts coming in here, and lots of messages on the YouTube stream, which we will get to. Uh, just a reminder, Luke Metcalf coming up at around about two thirty. Uh, lots of questions coming in for him as well. But we'll take a short break. Come back and we'll have a little look at Friday night uh, Rabbits v Warriors at Mount Smart. Stay with us. A straight 25 minutes past two, a big shout out to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Don't forget, four tickets to give away for this Friday's game sold out at Mount Smart. Uh, Warriors rabidos just got a call 0800 37 Go Warriors. Leave a voicemail. You're straight into the draw. So many questions and comments, both on YouTube and on 8833. We will talk Rabido's Warriors. That is going to come. One quick question that came in here. Lads, does the Warriors' best right side defence effort nullify South's best left side attacking effort? And that's an interesting one, Kempi, because you've got Colomatangi uh, going up against probably Josh Curran now that Maratani Akora is in there and I would say defensively Josh, that's probably the weakest part of of Josh Curran's oh, game. So that's going to be a big battle on, yeah. uh, on Friday night. Yeah,
1: it is. I don't think he starts, to be honest. I think Josh Curran goes to the bench and they start with uh, Mitch Barnett out there on the right edge and then move move him to the middle when Josh Curran comes on. Um, I'm picking because of because of that frailty. Uh, I, look, I just think at the moment that they're relying too much on their offence. Uh, South Sydney, as they did last year yep. in stages, and what's happening is they're being found out themselves defensively and they, and, and the, they need to shift their mentality back to... That defensive um, strength that they can show every now and then but if you look at their score I think they've averaged 28
0: over the last five right, games 30,
1: 30 to 40 points over the last five games that they've leaked in yeah. as you know, it's okay scoring 30 to 40 points yourself but you can't do that every week
0: no I, I totally agree the defence is, is what's really fallen off a cliff for South Sydney let's rip through a couple of these uh, text questions and on YouTube Broncos will be happy they only missed Walsh for two, uh, for Two games, oh, he caused the offence at club level. He should serve as three weeks for the Broncos. He's they're saying not include Origin in that one. No,
1: um, that, no, that's no, that's not right. Because uh, look, you you have to punish him across the board because it's, you know the for the for the sake of the Broncos, he needs to he needs to see and hurt, um, you know, because of the action that he had. I, look, I just think this has been building for over a year. Mm.
0: Uh, Steve says, uh, Hi, can and Sam? The Rabbits have Walker Murray Cook coming back from State of Origin uh, uh, 2. Also, Cartwright is available. The Rabbits have won 13 of the last 14 against the Warriors. Are you really sure they're going to win? We'll get into that very shortly. 13 plus. Steve. Uh, and Sam says, Boys, if we beat the Rabbitohs this Friday, we should have our eyes on top two, not just top four after the Rabbits. We've got eight games left, only three against top four teams who so are all below us with two of those at home. July is a season to fighting month and I think if we come away with three wins from four, top two should be our target with an easy with how easy our last five games are and hopefully getting a full-strength team. The table's a bit skewed as teams still have buys, etc. Imagine a qualifying final at Mount Smart. I, I would say that this here on Friday night is going to answer a lot of questions, uh, Kempi, around the Warriors. Are they a top-four side? Are they a premiership contender? I think you get a win on Friday night, it goes a long way to answering the questions. If you lose, I think it also answers a lot of questions. Well, so,
1: what's What's happening at the moment is that everyone's jumping on the bandwagon... And the noise, the white noise is starting to really um, come out. You know what I mean? So now we're going top four, maybe possibly top two. Now they've got an easy run home, blah, 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 blah. There is no easy run home. There is no guarantee to be a top four, top two. And to make the top eight and get in the finals was probably a really good target for Webby this year. Now they have got an opportunity because they've got through those periods. I think the next month, not this game, we're going to see whether or not they'll actually end up inside that top um, four because uh, yes they have got a favorable run home uh, you know, a number of games at home and against teams that are below them so um i don't think we count our you know all of our pennies yet about going to the finals in the top two yeah uh, I, I just think you look at the next month because this is you know they've got some pretty good teams to play home and away and of course their last buy and they want I, I agree with the Tesla so you want, and you want to have at least three of those wins under your belt
0: i I don't have a doubt that uh, schedule-wise, the Warriors can find themselves in the top four just given who they're going to come up against. But it's a different conversation asking whether they are a top four team based on talent and skill and, and well, roster, four, et cetera.
1: They're a top four team right now, but this time of the year doesn't count.
0: Well, but see, yeah, because I would argue that the Cowboys playing the way they are are a top four team. That's right. You know what I mean. But it, so, it doesn't
1: matter. Like the uh, the top four teams when they play. If you have a look at the competition, these eight points that separate the top thirteen teams. You yeah. could win one week, you're in the eight, and you, and you lose the next week, you're you're back down the bottom of twelve and thirteen. Yeah,
0: and the, and the Tex was right in the fact that you know we've got all this skewing with the with the extra buys etc. So yeah, that is playing into it. Just a couple of quick ones here. Rory says, "What a manly smoking." Six hundred k a season is he even worth that. I don't reckon that's on uh, Luke Brooks. Chris says, uh, "My wife loved Walsh and felt sorry for him in State of Origin game one with New South Wales." him. Not anymore. Thinks he's a dickhead. Cheers, Chris <laughs> and Steve says. <laughs> uh, the policy. Sam, it's all gone to Walsh's head. Thinks he's a gun. sookie Cheers from Steve. Uh, just quickly on the YouTube. There's lots uh, coming in here as well, particularly on uh, the drink water conversation and whether or not he should be featuring in Origin. Uh, and then uh, uh, Wires Up TV, great great uh, podcast channel. There says agreed. Too much power by the player agents. Um, NRL is getting closer to a year-round content machine. The off-season is still quite dead, apart from player-type scandal. But, yeah, no, something like that might change should the uh, salaries, et cetera, uh, be open. Uh, We've also got a lot of texts coming in for Luke Metcalf, who's going to join us after new sport and weather. A lot around uh, whether or not he's the fastest in the team and what his 100-metre time is. So we'll think about a way to put that to... Luke Metcalf. Welcome back into running it straight here on ECNZ. Big thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. We're just trying to get to uh, Luke Metcalf now. I did say he was in an appointment, so uh, we'll, we'll get to him as soon as we can. Um, and in the meantime, we'll, uh, we'll keep going through all your questions and comments. Uh, Dom on YouTube says, reckon the Cowboys are still in the picture. Jacko... Uh, Still in the are. picture and going to come home strong. Super glad we played them early. Now, that's a big one. Playing them early was a big one for us because, yep, they far too much talent on that roster, Kempi, and they're all starting to click into gear now. They are the team I would be the most scared about outside the top eight.
1: Well, 20 points still to come come through the, the coffers, aren't there? with 10 games to go um, leading into the back end of the season. And they haven't had a change to their roster at all. If they if they can, you know, get, gets, let's say, three or four wins together, I think they're a serious threat. You know um, Todd Payton and, and the Cowboys—they've looked good over the last couple of weeks. The way that they've won the game, they've won a tight one. They've won, you know, the one last week against South quite easily. Um, but yeah, yeah they, we always knew that they were going to, I guess, hit the ground uh, at some stage with a with a with a hiss and a roar. And it looks like through this mid part of the year um, on the back of Origin, they're going to do that.
0: I love this te- uh, this question here uh, on Facebook uh, for Luke Metcalf, Is he legally changing his name to Luca? Mikiafu and is he going to play for Samoa?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's me a big Samoa. I think dude. he's got. I think he's got some Samoan in him.
0: Well, here's a question: while we're trying to get him up, Kempe. Uh Tamati Martin, when he comes back in, if Luke McCaffrey keeps playing the way he is, what do you reckon? The, the...
1: I'd chuck. I'd chuck T on the bench. Uh, 100%. I think, I, look, you wouldn't uh, move them at the moment. They're playing pretty good football. Four out of five, the Warriors going into the hardest part of the month. They might might look at it in three weeks' time if they're not travelling too well, uh, the Warriors before they go into the bye. But I think if they get through this next uh, month and they've won, you know, three of those games, I, I dare say that uh, tomorrow will probably spend some time on the bench. We're filling that that uh, Luke Egan. Um, area of replacing the hooker and taking over Bailey Surinan's role. Uh,
0: and speaking of the bench, Dan from Warriors Anonymous with the potential to have all players back for selection, hopefully, towards the later stage of the season. What is the bench?
1: Well, if the bench is, if they've got a full side, mm. uh, I think that to, at the moment, what you look at with Walker Tavaga covering the middle, yes. um, I think tomorrow Martin is a really good um, player in there because he can play anywhere in the back line as well. So he covers centre, fullback, 5'8", and also hooker. All right, so okay. you, you look at what happened. because
0: the problem because the because the problem with that is if it's almost like that Nico Hines' state of origin situation. If there's no injuries, you're, you're burning
1: a spot on the bench. No, for, you're you know? not because even can't play eighty minutes. You don't want to you don't want to hook her out there playing eighty minutes. Okay, so you is he okay? You're using, guess, yeah. you're using you're using that as an interchange um, spot for. Uh, Egan to get a bit of a rest on the bench before he needs to go back on, and then you carry carry another big middle player. Like a, like a Tom Ali or. I think Tom Ali's been pretty good this year. I actually think Bunty or Four's been pretty good when he's covering those spots. So that, well, yeah, those a, guys fully, are a fully
0: fit will have Barney and Adam Fanoa Blake starting props, so there is space for Bunty on the bench.
1: Yeah, you just put one of those on there, but I think you could have Jez, uh, Jez DeVarga, and you saw how good they were when they started the year off, and you've got to have tomorrow Martin in that side as well. So, uh, mate, it, it looks very strong, and if we can get them back at that. That's what I'm saying. Get through this month. Get them back at the right time of the year towards the end when we're pushing into those those top fours, getting them ready for the semis. Look out. They're yeah. definite.
0: Another text in here that says, what's the point of getting two points for a buy? If everyone got zero, the leaderboard would be more accurate throughout the season. And I totally agree with that. I've never understood why the NRL has to do that, Kempy. I, I believe it's to do with making sure that... Um, you know, if a team has a terrible, terrible season and only wins one game, it's still, it, you know, it's easier for a fan as a <laughs> board team that's got eight points than two points or no points if they didn't win a game. But it, um, yeah, I, 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 feel like it's a waste of time. It just skews the ladder, makes it confusing, and know, yeah, if everyone's getting it anyway, it all cancels out. So well, what's the
1: point? I, I don't, I don't believe that team should play extra time either. I think if you finish the game after eighty minutes and you share the points, you share a point each. Well, uh, I think you uh, can share a point and get
0: an extra point if you win. Well, I think... an extra time. Yeah,
1: and I, and I think that's where rugby's sort of been a bit more innovative in and around the way that they use their point system, mm. is that you can create a different point system as opposed to giving um, teams something for nothing. Yeah you know, and, and make it a little bit more exciting that way. So, look, we, we can't get away with the buys and the buy situation. We've grown a buy this year because of the extra team that's coming to the competition. Um, but you, you, you basically start the season everybody on six points.
0: Yeah. Um, we've got to take a break because uh, we'll try to get Luke McCuff in the break and see if we can get him on. There are questions here for him. Just before we do get to the break though, thought this was pretty funny this morning, asked Ian Foster, the All Blacks coach, uh, facing media out at Mount Smart, funnily enough, while the Warriors training was on, Kempe, and uh, suppos- supposedly uh, the players were a little bit distracted no. no no we just arrived and probably getting kicked off shortly So, <laughs> yeah. but we probably I think some of the boys are pretty keen to go and try and watch them on Friday but can't get tickets so if there's anyone out there there's a few All Blacks are keen <laughs> thank you there you go All Blacks keen don't watch the Warriors on Friday night
1: let's drop it online and tell them to get on that, that oh <laughs> that yeah oh,
0: go warriors go, Fozzie, and, four uh, tickets, yeah? I, I even heard out at the uh, media session Kempe that some of the uh, All Blacks boys were, were seen uh, watching the Warriors training just maybe a little bit of awe maybe a little bit of uh, interest in uh, making a code switch uh, look, That's I, that's rumour and speculation no,
1: no doubt that uh, a number of those boys too could, could switch over to the Warriors quite easily and play I'd love to see Rico, um, Oani in a, in a uh, Warriors jersey. Love I've, to see Damian McKenzie play rugby league. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, fullback, little darty fullback like a Ryan. Well, I, don't, I don't think it'd be. I don't think he would be as exciting as what you. I, 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 I think he would be Caleb like Pattenhausen. Caleb Clark would be good.
0: Yeah, I always thought Richie Moana would be a good league player with the kicking as Aketa, well. A
1: if he was, if he was uh, thinking He's about changing, a, he'd look good in a Warriors jersey. He. Well, and and, and shooter. Shooter? Shooter, uh, Scotty Stevenson.
0: (laughs) Stevenson. That's that's a conversation for another day. We've got to take a break, and hopefully when we come back, we have Luke Metcalf on the other side. Welcome back into Running It Straight. Really uh, struggling to get through to Luke Metcalf. So unfortunately, got to really apologize for that because I know people were looking forward to hearing from him. We were certainly uh, looking forward to chatting to him, but uh, he's just not picking up the phone. So not much more we can do, unfortunately. Um, maybe we'll try them again uh, next Wednesday for running it straight, Um, and we'll take all your questions, I've got them all saved here, and uh, we can put those to them uh, next Wednesday so look, apologise that we weren't able to make it happen, Um, but Hopefully next Wednesday, and it does give us more time to uh, have a little bit of a chat about this weekend's game, which we haven't really got into. So, uh, so let's have a look, Kimpy. This Friday night, eight o'clock uh, kickoff. We will be on air, uh, SNZ from seven. Live commentary, of course. Uh, sellout game at Go-, Go Media Mount Smart Stadium, and a chance for the Warriors to uh, jump jump into the top four. That's what they're looking at this weekend if they can if they can get the W and uh, get a. F- few more points with that uh, points differential. Uh, team that uh, Andrew Webster named pretty much unchanged from the last few weeks apart from that Manatini a uh, suspension which is forced to change there. So just running through it quickly, Charles Nichol Klugstar is going to start in the fullback jersey. Dylan Martinez leads in the arc and, uh, and Marcelo Montoya on the wings. Rocco Berry, Adam Pompey in the centres, then Metcalf and Johnson in the halves. Fenua Blake, our Fowler, the two props, Wade Egan, the hooker, Jackson Ford, Josh Curran comes in for Manatini Corte in the starting role and Tohu Harrison 13. On the interchange, Dylan Walker, Mitch Barnett, Bailey Surin and Tom alle so uh, no maratonia corda uh Kempe, but Mitch big Barnett, loss. But Mitch Barnett comes back into the team.
1: Yeah, big loss, especially out there on that uh, right edge there alongside Sean Johnson. I think that's where he's getting a lot of his confidence this year. And just to ha- answer Shannon in his, in his text around whether or not he's a shout for uh, the the M. yes, I think he is. I think Sean, if he continues to play this uh, type of football through the the last 10 rounds, I think he's in with a big shoe, shoe in for that uh, that gong. But yeah, I think that's why uh, Mitch Barnett probably will start next to to uh, Sean just to uh, continue with that confidence Um, boost that he has especially defensively on that left edge of uh, South Sydney that'll be coming at him at 100 miles an hour so apart from that uh, you know get a little bit of consistency with the team going forward I think there's uh, you know lots to be talked about and and has been talked about Dallin's on his uh, his Form of his career, but you can say that about but most of the team, Sam. I think yep. I think a lot of them uh, couldn't be playing a hell of a lot better. I thought that you know a big difference in the game last week was when Dylan Walker came on. I thought they were flat against St George. Leading up to that point, Dylan Walker came on. He, he picked up the speed of line. Um, he kept he kept going really. Um, really hard at the line offensively with, with some passes. He tried a little kick through the line, got the ball back, and on the back of uh, a lot of things that he tried, some good stuff happened, as well as chasing that bomb and uh, getting that ball back to uh, uh, Jackson Ford to score under the post. So, yeah. know, the- it's a, it's a big ask against the South Sydney side um, this week, but I think it's South Sydney side that's struggling. Four from five, they've lost. they come over here. It's a full house. I think everything's in, in the Warriors' favour yeah. and uh, they're going to be pretty hard to turn over. So look, looking at the uh, the Rabbitohs team, uh, Blake Taff in the number one jersey, obviously no Latrell
0: Mitchell. He's still out. Alex Johnson and Richard Kenner on the wings. Isaiah Tass, Campbell Graham in the centres, Cody Walker, Lachlanilius, the two halves. Then Tatola and Saleh, the two props with Damian Cook in the hooking role. And then uh, kolomatangi Chi in the second row. Cameron Murray, the 13. Where it's interesting for me, Kempi, is the bench for South. So uh, Saliva of Havili and uh, Shikai Mitchell, Davey Moale and uh, Thomas Burgess. So three big boppers on the bench in Mitchell, Moale, Burgess and then Havili playing what you would call sort of a utility role, backup hooker. But to me that's that screams Jason Demetrio knows it's gonna be a Ford battle and knows his Fords are gonna get tired, which I actually think bodes really well for the Warriors because when you look at their bench of Walker and Surin and Barnett, there's energy and there's pace as opposed to just replacing a big guy with a big guy. Well
1: that well that's one of the I guess positives at the Warriors Ford pack. Um have shown throughout the year is that they're arguably one of the best forward packs in the competition. Like when you when you're you're trying to defend them, the big guys with with mobile feet. Um, that shift really close to the line and always bending that line and then you bring in you add the little passing game that they've got and they've sliced them up to the middle and then you bring their bench on with the likes of Dylan Walker and, and, and co that that run really good lines and bring that passing that passing game back into uh, against a tired um, big forward pack that's trying to defend against them. They're really hard to defend against. So, mate, Saliva Havili, the boy from Auckland here, he's also playing a lot of his football in the middle. They basically picked four Four big middle blokes yeah, on the yeah. bench, mm-hmm. um, which is really surprising. You do get Cam Murray back along with Damian Cook um, in that in that side and in that four pack. That's going to give them a little bit more starch uh, through that middle of the park. But man, I just I can't see them stopping that forward pack and stopping that momentum that Sean Johnson's really loving this year and on the back of it, you know, with Sean's kicking game, because you've got to say, arguably, Sean's kicking game's been the best in the comp.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's got, yeah, he's the most kick meters by a country mile, yeah. you know, Chad Townsend.
1: And and he's sort of found his mojo with the kicks too, so he's not pulling, you know, 50-50 kicks, like you don't know what you're getting type kick. Yeah, he actually He's actually pulling out 80-85% of the time the right kick, and they're starting to enjoy it, the warrior boys that are chasing, you know, and, and, and that's a big part of the kicking game, if you can get that part right then you're always a threat with your kicking game
0: Big test for um, Rocco, Berry, Adam Pompey in the centres going up against Isaiah Tass, Campbell Graham because I think outside of uh, Katoni, Staggs and Herbie Farmworth, that's the other best centre pairing in the competition at the moment Tass and Campbell Graham Uh, so a real big test for for Berry and Pompey who have probably had it a bit easy I'd say over the last three or four games, they've come up against centre pairings that aren't quite established or aren't as lethal Uh, but I, I personally think Campbell Graham is the best centre in the comp this year
1: Yeah yeah, look, I, th- I think Adam Pompey, I don't, I don't think people have given him the recognition that he deserves this year. Um, he's thrown a couple of loose passes. He probably just needs to get that out of his game. But he's very um, potent offensively. I, look, I actually think the game's going to be won in and around that, that spine area. I think Ilias uh, with Walker up against Metcalf and Johnson is a, a big battle uh, on the back of two forward packs, two big forward packs. But if you have a look also, Alex Johnson out the back with Blake Taff. I don't know whether Alex Johnson goes to the back if he struck. Young Taffy at the back but Chance Cox did he's been arguably one of the best all year for the Warriors the mm. way that he's been playing so if we can get that, that part of it right um, this weekend I think on the back of our forward pack who have been absolutely outstanding they again just, they've, they've just got too much I think in their tank for them
0: a uh, text that just came in from Jared quickly uh, just as you were talking about Chance Nicole Cockstead he said boys I would not in capitals. If the option came up, trade Chance to clue star for Reese Walsh. No way. As good as Walsh is, Chance fits in perp- perfectly with what our club culture needs. Looking at what's going on with recent at the moment, I'm always glad to see the back of the likes of him and Matt Lodge, which is funny because I get into Twitter arguments a lot, Kimpy, with guys who come at me for saying that Chance isn't a, a premiership winning fullback and someone like Reese Walsh is because he can break into game open. And I've always gone back to the fact that it's it's more important than that. It's, it's about culture. It's about work ethic. It's what Chance gives us out of our back end and the- those yardage sets to allow the rest of the team to flourish. Sure, Reese Walsh is good for a for a break open play and, and he can pull teams apart on attack but how many times does he go missing on defence and he's <laughs> out of position, misses a kick through and and now how how we can see how often he costs his teammates.
1: I, I think that's the big point. I, look, I, I, d- I doubt whether you get much argument from any p- people at the moment and just in and around the type of blokes they are. They're two different types of people and the energy that comes out of the Warriors at the moment because they're so tight, you can throw a a player like a Reese Walsh back into that mix, and it's that rotten apple, um, and just you know makes that the rest of that whole uh, environment rotten. You know what I mean? And yeah. You don't want that to happen. No. So um, there is a place, and I've played with plenty of guys where they come in and they're not they're, they're not your cup of tea, but you throw them a football and they and they're the type of guy that you want to play with. Yeah, Yeah. But they generally are the types of blokes that walk away from you during the week and they behave badly. In the in the in the back. Not in the front. Mm. See so what he's doing is he's out in the front of the car doing da- doing the dancing spotlights. Now, that's the part he needs to remove. If he wants to act like a pork chop, he <laughs> wants to do it behind closed doors where no one else can see it except himself and, and putting himself out there in front like a possum in the headlights. But it's just not a not a good look. He's he's a lucky boy this week to only get those three weeks and I I tend to agree, no Cox there for me. I'd have he he's him along with Jackson Ford and Sean Johnson this year be fighting it out for players player. That's his a lot about bah, the way that they've gone the
0: year. Any of them can be, even Nia quarter you know, like he, he's got to be well, up Nia would
1: be right in the front, but he spent, he spent a fair bit of time That's on the true. sideline. And again, you know, I reckon that there, we've got to be really careful because now he's really loaded towards the back end of the year with his with his penalties. If we lose him, given the fact that Sean Johnson loves having him next to him, mm. it can cost us. So we've got to be really careful. You've got ourselves.
0: twenty seconds here, Kempe, just to respond to Wise Up TV, and he does some great analysis of of the Warriors' games. Who says uh, that uh, the South pack is a Canberra type pack? we Will throw a big punch early, but we can work them in the second half. Do you think that's sort of how, how it's going to go on Friday night? But the tight first half, maybe opening up in the second.
1: Oh look, I, I think the the way that they played against Canberra shows you the, the amount of work that they put in them in, into them in the off season. Aiden Fanua Blake is a lot lighter. And even when he's playing at 80%, he's causing them lots of havoc. So um, I, I think they run over. One of the reasons why they're the best pack in the competition, or one of them, is because they run over the top of packs later on because of their fitness.
0: All right, I'm going to get your prediction after the break. Can be announce our ticket winners as well for Friday night? So stay with us here on Running It Straight. Thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Coming up to three o'clock here on Running It Straight. The run home not too far away. Big shout out to Kim. I think it's Kim, who rang the Warriors voicemail uh, today and you've won yourself four tickets. Kim, to this Friday's game, sold out, and you've got four tickets. Um, well done, pa- Kim. Apparently bought a Warriors shirt, wore it to work, and got a lot of sticks, so you deserve to be heading uh, to the game on Friday night. You loyal fan, you, Kim. Uh, once again, I want to apologise to everyone for not being able to get in touch with Luke Metcalf today. Really was looking maybe forward we'll to having him to on. Maybe
1: we'll talk to their media manager and see what went on, eh? Yeah, we'll have, we'll have a chat, and yeah. we might get him on next that's week. What, that's uh, what, why are they called media managers? Because they manage the media, don't they? And yeah. they're meant to give us these type of guys, so maybe we'll talk to him. <laughs> What's your prediction Friday night, Kimpy? Uh, 13 plus the Warriors Give me a score scoreline uh, Okay Well I think they'll score 30, plus, 30 points mm, Okay I think it's going to be tight It's
0: going to be a little bit of rain about on Friday as well So I'm going to go 20-16 There oh, you go okay Didn't you think it was going to be close on Friday against the Dragons I think you
1: did no, I said uh, because they have been down there once before and only only beat them by less than 12, I took that. Okay, running it straight. That's it for another Wednesday. I'll you try and rain camp You're give
0: giving a dig, eh? <laughs> Live commentary on Friday.